Welcome to Pierre's Podcast. This is episode for August 2015, and today's message is entitled, The Purpose of Life. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So I actually was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other day um, when I was actually preparing this message and we were talking about the purpose of life. What is the true meaning and the true purpose of life? And for so many people, I think they miss it. I think they, they, they don't understand that it's not about making as much money as you can or it's not about you know all these variables, but it's more about actually serving, serving to make a difference for the kingdom of God, serving to make a difference for the person that's your next door neighbor, serving to make a difference in your local body, in in the local church, serving to make a difference in society. And that is the real true meaning and the real true purpose of life. It's about caring for others. You know, it's interesting because when you stop and think about what a pen or a pencil is created for, it has a purpose and it knows its purpose. And today we are gonna talk about that. Today we are gonna look at what a pen or a pencil, what is its purpose? What does it do? And how does that correlate with our own lives personally? How does that actually, how does those implications of that impact our lives? Because we have a purpose just like a pen or a pencil has a purpose. And I'm probably gonna focus more on a pencil because a pencil sometimes that can get uh, uh, overlooked just like sometimes you know you can feel like you're being overlooked and uh but you matter you matter and so today we're going to talk about that the purpose of life don't go away we'll be right back right after my man cog with today's word It's your boy, Godchild, the movement with today's word. You will have hardships, downfalls, and disappointments in his life, but one thing will always remain the same, God's word. You will feel alone, depressed, and frustrated, and feel like all hope is lost, but the word of God remains the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, and heaven and earth will pass away before his word fails. Therefore, stand on that which is forever. Hold tight to that which is eternal and everlasting, able to bring life where there is death and hope where there is hopelessness. Stand in agreement with that which is able to bring peace where there is chaos and love where there is hate. Allow the word of God to find a place to dwell in your heart so that when you face difficult situations in this life, victory will be yours in every area. May these words encourage you today and reach you in your time of need And may the God of our salvation continue to move you forward. This has been your boy, God Child, the movement with today's word. All right. So Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. And, you know, when we talk about purpose, the definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. 
How many times, or maybe you may even ask yourself, you may know of someone that is not walking in their purpose, that is not fulfilling their plan that God has put them on earth to fulfill. So many times we are looking to make excuses for not walking in our purpose and what God has called us to do. We end up searching and researching and chasing after that which we think is important. We ask people for their advice and we dream of the life that many say is the life. You know, the American dream. We all have been there. The cream of the crop. We pursue those things that really do not matter and we think they do until much later. Sometimes right before it's too late or in some cases when it is too late. Chasing the paper trail, right? So, whatever the case is, if it's not in God's plan, then it really doesn't matter. You will not be fulfilled or complete. Jeremiah was dedicated to the Lord at a young age. And this, of course, was a a plan that God had for his life, right? It was the purpose that God had for his life. But his occupation was a prophet. He was a prophet. He was one of the greatest prophets of God because he didn't waver from his calling. And he had one that was really hard to fulfill. And the fact that God called him to walk in a life that was full of persecution. How many of us could actually walk in that life full of persecution? Man, that's deep. You know, when you stop and think about it, if God called you to walk in a life full of persecution, and I'm not talking about the persecution we look at at today as Christians, and, and particularly Christians in America. You know, we, we got it made, real talk. Man, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just being honest. When you look at what's going on in other parts of the world, Mm, you know, you got a question, you know what I'm saying? You know, do we really know what persecution is? Sure, we may face some uh, some tests at work. We may get teased. We might get picked on or whatever, you know, but it's not real persecution. Jeremiah, he faced real persecution, and Jeremiah did it and had God's favor on his life. He was faced with the persecution, and God had favor on his life. That is huge because we all desire to have God's favor in our life, but we do not want to suffer the persecution. There will be times when you will have to stand alone and you will need to lean on the Lord without a doubt, not your own understanding. Listen, you have to stand on your own and lean on God. You have to you have you have to you have to lean on on God. You have to you have to be dependent on God. You can't be dependent on your loved ones or your friends or your you know uh, the people in your circle. You have to be dependent on God. And 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 it's going to be hard for you to understand that. You know, for some people that's going to be challenging. For no, let me rephrase that. For most people that's going to be a challenge. Looking at what God can do for you, and then you realize that it's not by your strength or might but by God's strength and might. See, it's all about God's strength and might in your life, right? All have a purpose. And today, we want to look at the purpose of life, the purpose in which God created each one of us, and each one of us are created to fulfill a bigger plan. That will help change the world around you. Listen, you got a plan that's put on your life by God that's going to help change the world around you. It's not about you, man. It's about the world around you. It's about serving the world around you. And God gave you this purpose and this plan in your life to change it. Okay? He wants to change it around you for the better. For the better. So, 
by looking at Jeremiah's life and understanding his struggles, it's like looking at your own life and understanding that God's plans were orchestrated for you long ago before you were born and even before you were conceived. When we read the verse, Jeremiah 1.5, God's talking and he says, listen, Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations couple of questions here. We're going to go through this pretty quick. We're not going to blaze through, but we are going to go through it pretty fast. A couple of questions here that we're going to go through, and, and, and I want you to digest it and think about it. And we're going to talk about a few verses. But before we do that, I want you guys to check this song out. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Uh. Uh. They thought I was a singer. Look, I'm like ink so fresh I can smear it Just on my name, I already feel it It's like a bullseye on my head that I'm wearing But it's not a bull snapback cap that I'm talking about Walking out my faith, live from that New York City Living where it ain't pretty, wash heights Where they puff haze, play music all night That's why your boy came, so we can show him Christ Y'all don't get it, I've been saved Living for his fame, switch the name Used to go by C-Light But then I put it in the grave Cause I'm stepping off stage Still the same dude living what I say up on that mic Cap and gown, graduated now 23 and I'm in a new season Wow, this is crazy, got it so amazing He been using all that pain, he allowed to shake me Chiseling, every little thing of me that isn't him And sin is still wacker than it's ever been Jesus coming back again When he does all that, oh I used to go to church stuff is irrelevant Following Christ ain't a one-time event It's a lifestyle, not what you use for your girlfriend So there it is, hope y'all listening Yeah, the same mission, but the team look different don't believe a lie You're living in a world that's passing by And all the pretty things that you thought would fly You can't take them with you when you die Everybody say But now out of my window, I can see the Apollo I change cities, still people remain hollow Everybody tweet, but they don't know who to follow Watch me kick it, salvation minus crucifixion You got a better chance at the lotto with no ticket That's horrific, round for Jesus but flow wicked You hear the truth, don't wanna do it like those dishes News flash, new trash in the media All them old lies, watch what they feeding ya If it's no good, throw it up like bulimia If it's no good, throw it up like graffiti, huh? So think fast, Ramadan, Autobahn, girlies wanna move fast, tryna use their body wrong. They getting naughty, but you know it's probably cause they want male attention, cause they father gone. Don't believe a lie, you're living in a world that's passing by. And all the pretty things that you thought would fly, you can't take them with you when you die. Everybody say, The liar say hello to the fire, say peace in the storm gone like it's on tires. Thought you was a dawn one, so you co conspire with the evil empire. Evil can evil conniving people and putting commas in God's word. Careful who you worship when you're waving at concerts. My fingers on the detonator like I'm playing Sega. See you later to the hater of love. I made a statement because I'm sick of being inundated with the hatred and lust. I got kids and they got ears and they be opening up to bright ideas and you feeding them ball. I feed them true because I understand speakers a tool, either a key or a noose, either get you out or get you through but it all depends on what you get into see that getting is forbidden if you get into that fruit man get up in them scriptures that they get into that loop man salute don't be a lie you're living in a world that's passing by and all the 
great song, great song there. Awesome record. Listen, here's the first question. Why would God decide to use me? I'm not even qualified to be used for this purpose. I've heard that from so many people, man, not just young people, but even adults. I've heard a lot of people say, man, why would God decide to use me? I'm not even qualified to be used for this purpose. Well, you know what? God always takes the unqualified and he qualifies them. That's part of God's plan. That's who he is. That's what he does. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your strength. As a matter of fact, he prefers that you would lean on him and not lean on your own understanding. The Bible tells us clearly that we are to lean on the Lord and not lean on our understanding. Jeremiah 1, 6 through 9 says, O sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. I'm too young. You know, they don't know an exact age that Jeremiah was. When we say he was too young, There's uh, theologians have, have uh, processed that as to possibly mean that he meant he was maybe too young in his speech or, you know, he was uh, in his 20s and he considered that to be too young. Uh, or, you know, maybe he was younger than that. Who knows? I mean, we weren't there. We can only theorize uh, what he actually meant here. But nonetheless, Jeremiah says, I'm too young. And look what the Lord says. Look at what God says to him. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. Man, how awesome is that? And then he goes on and says, I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen, when God speaks, man, we need to learn to listen. We need to turn off the doubt. Turn off the spirit of doubt. Turn off the lack of faith. And turn on, man, the fact that our Heavenly Father is speaking to us and we have to trust Him. We have to know He has a better plan, a better purpose for us than we could ever imagine. Look at what verse 9 says. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. You have got to come to understand this. When God has called you to a purpose, to a plan that he's created you for, he will equip you with the necessary tools to accomplish the goal. We see it here in Jeremiah. We saw it with so many other biblical personalities. And it's almost scary to think that God is not the same today as he was yesterday and as he will be tomorrow the future, right? We have to remember that when God has called us and God has ordained us and orchestrated us to accomplish a goal, a bigger plan in serving, he is going to always equip you. So listen, God always takes the unqualified and qualifies them. Always. That's his plan. Point number two, God doesn't even think the way we think, man, let alone act how we act. You've got to get that. God doesn't even think the way we think, let alone act how we act. Isaiah 55, 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could ever imagine. Do you understand we can't even imagine or even think the way God thinks? We can't. We can't. I am quite sure that Abraham had no idea that 
what the Lord had promised him was going to be what it ended up being and even what it is today. I can almost guarantee you, man, I wish I could have been a fly at David's anointing ceremony when when the prophet, when the man of God, uh, Samuel, I can't, you know what, I can't, I, can you imagine that? Can you imagine being there when David is being anointed king and then after that man being pursued and chased by Saul, he probably was like, he didn't know what he was talking about. He was crazy. Sometimes, you know, God doesn't allow us to see those things because if we see them, then we lean on our own understanding, our own competency. It's not about our understanding or about our competency. It's about leaning on God, right? So we have to remember God doesn't God doesn't even think the way we think, let alone act how we act. Thirdly, thirdly, God always has your back, even when you don't know. Even when you don't know how you will pull it off, he has your back. That which you have been purposed for. Jeremiah 1, 10 through 12 says, Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms, some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others, you must build up and plant. Then the Lord said to me, look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. God is going to use you to fulfill the plans he has He's going to use you for it. And that is the point here. He told Jeremiah, this is what you're going to be called to do. This is what I'm qualifying you to do. This is what I'm instilling in you with my anointing and my giftings and my covering over you to pull this off. But I'm going to do it because it's for my plans. You're going to basically help fulfill my plans. Don't you know that God is going to use you to fulfill the plans that he's called? He is going to use you to change the world. He is going to use you out in politics. He's going to use you out in economics. He's going to use you to preach the gospel to the nations, my friend. He's going to equip some of you all with an abundance of wealth so that we can help support ministry worldwide for his glory and for his kingdom. Because there are people out there that need help. And the only way they're going to get it is to get it from us, the believer, the Christians. They're going to get it from us when we show them the example, but when we also can plant the whales and drills and bring up water and plant gardens in parts of the world where it's not available. We're going to make the difference, my friend. We are going to make the difference. So God always has your back even when you don't know how you will pull it off, that which you have been purposed for. Don't worry about that. Just know he got you and focus on him. Number four, number four, remember God gives you the desires of your heart. He put them there. You didn't wake up one day just desiring to do. You fill in the blank, okay? You fill in the blank. You know what he's called you to do. You know what he's put in your heart. Only you know that. It's not for me to know. It may not even be maybe for, maybe for that friend of yours to know because people have a way of tearing down your dreams. They have a way of tearing down that desire, that purpose that you've been created for, what you feel in your heart, that tug you feel in your heart. 
Maybe you have a desire to make a record, a gospel record or a Christian record or a record that is going to impact lives. But, you know, maybe you got people around you that are like, ah, you know, the industry's changed and you know what? You're not that great of a singer and da 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 whatever, right? Man, don't worry about that, man. If God touched Jeremiah's mouth and anointed him, can't he do the same to you? Can he do the same to you? Look at what Psalms 37, 4 says. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. That's the first part, right? You got to take delight in the Lord first before anything else. Man, you need to focus on God. Focus on him, his word and his will. And then it says he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay. Commit everything you do to the Lord. That's the next thing. You got to commit everything you do to God, man. If you're doing it for your own selfish desires, man, then man, don't equate God into that equation because he's not going to be involved in that. Right? He's not going to. But if you commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him, it says, and he will help you. God is going to help you. He's going to help make a way for this to come to pass. And look at what verse 6 says. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, yes, verse 6. He says here, he will make your innocence radiant like the dawn and the just of your cause... Read it again. Let me read it again. And the just of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. In other words, people will see the gifting, the anointing on your life, and it will radiate out to them. It will radiate out to them, my friend. And what will happen is, is that they will know, they will know without a doubt, man, that God is involved in this and God is using you to change the situation, whatever it may be, right? Like I said, you fill in the blanks. I spoke with my friend, uh, Minister Ryan Rutley, and I asked him one time, how did he know he was called to his purpose? You know, I was just, you know, I mean, everybody's different, but I want to want to hear from him how he knew. And he, he's a musician, very gifted and talented um, musician and, and music producer. And this is what he said to me. He said a friend of his told him this, whatever concerns you, that's what God created you for. And I love that. My friend... What are you concerned about? Are you concerned about making the difference inside your local high school? Maybe you're a mom or a dad or maybe you work with youth and you have a heart, you know? You have a heart for these young people and, you know, you're standing on the sidelines and maybe you're like, oh, man, these young people, man, these youth pastors or these youth workers or these church, these churches or these teachers or whatever the case may be, they need to get up and do something. They need to fix it. Well, hold on a second. Maybe they are doing their part. The better question is, what are you doing? Are you doing your part? So I love what this this uh, this guy told my friend. He says, Ryan, whatever concerns you, God created you to change it. My friend, the question to you is, what concerns you? And what are you doing about it? How are you approaching it to help solve the problem you see in front of you? See, Jeremiah saw a problem in front of him. Right. And God burdened his heart to change it. God put the desire in him to stand bold and proclaim the truth. I love what my pastor says, Dr. James O. Mormon. He says that you can't walk in your purpose unless you prepared. All right. Unless you're prepared and preparing comes from investing into your purpose, be it school, money and hard work. Time also, people. You got to put time into your purpose. He says, as you go along this road of your purpose, it becomes clearer to you as you walk in it. Listen, 
the more you walk in your purpose, the clearer it's going to become to you, all right? I can't do my illustration in front of me, but I can tell you this much right here. If you have a pencil in front of you, I want you to look at that pencil for a second, right? You can't see it. I'm looking at a pencil in front of me, but I want you to look at that pencil for a second. Now, do me a favor, if you don't mind. Break the lead on that pencil. I want you to break the lead on that pencil. Okay, you've broken it. Great. Now, let me ask you a question. Did the purpose of that pencil change at all? No, of course not. It's still a pencil. Just because it has broken lead doesn't mean that its purpose has changed. It only means that it's broken. But guess what? You can sharpen that pencil and what will happen? That pencil will be just as good as before to be able to write with. Did you get my point, my friend? Do you understand what I'm saying? The creator who created the pencil knows what he created the pencil to do, right? The pencil's purpose never changed, right? It has never changed. You were created to serve others as Christ serves us, right? To find complete satisfaction and lack of emptiness, you will need to become broken. You will need to become broken to self and elevated in Christ. And just like the pencil lead that you just broke... Once that pencil lead is sharpened, what happens is good as new. Don't let your broken past slow you down. Well, I can't make a difference. I can't do anything because of this or because I made that mistake or because I did this or because I did that. Don't let that stop you, my friend. Don't let that stop you. Man, realize that God will take you and he will sharpen you and he will use you to create a masterpiece. You take a broken pencil... And just like any good artist, they sharpen that pencil. And what can they do with it? They can create a masterpiece. Philippians 2, 4 through 8 says, Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Wow, how powerful is that? Then verse 9 says, Therefore God elevated him to a place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. A number two pencil is a very humble writing tool, but it still serves a great purpose. And again, put in the right hands, it can make all the difference in the world. Are you going to allow your life to be put in the right hands? You gonna allow your life to be put in God's hands? My friend, when you do that, I promise you, it will make all the right difference, man.